this dirt off of me. I'm just covered in dirt. I, was I in this hole back here, Denny? What's going on? What happened? Well, um, unfortunately, after Dylan and I killed you, um, mm -hmm. we realized we didn't know how to edit the podcast. We're more, it was a weird podcast where both of us were the talent and we needed someone to do the leg work. So we thought, dig up just the legs. Okay just the legs leave the top buried we'll get the legs for the leg work but unfortunately right as my completely metal shovel jo mm. joined uh the metal plate in your taint um that you had to have surgically inserted lightning struck the shovel and therefore you and by the unfortunately airtight logic of friday the 13th part six you're now alive again and unkillable but let's get those worms out of your eyes buddy Oh, it feels good to be alive again. It feels good to be resurrected. Greg lives. The legwork is here to lift again. Damn. AKA Greg is in this one. Greg's in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we're sticking with like a canon for the show and also it's like directly um, influenced by the Friday the 13th universe. So <laughs> I'm a huge fan of that. Um, yeah, welcome back everybody to Movies for Win, the podcast where sometimes one of the hosts dies and then goes <laughs> back to life. But only only in October. Uh, I want to thank you, Denny, uh, for having Dylan on last week for the Friday the 13th episode. I was sad to miss it, but Dylan absolutely kicked ass. He was the perfect guest for that episode specifically, and I think he nailed it and <laughs> also massive props for the most devastating ambush trivia oh, ever concocted i still feel it i can feel right where the knife is in my sternum i i could your microphone picked it up a little bit but when your heart sank to your kneecaps i could hear it like a little bit you know? <laughs> i it was like i was walking around with a headband that said dead you know uh, <laughs> but the irony was lost on me Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, you are a dead fuck. All right. Anyways, yeah, I'm I'm back though. Um, hey man, speaking of people that this podcast loves, we are gonna have a new outro song today. Um, Dylan had his contribution. It's now time for Don Denham to contribute a new outro song. It is a spooky themed song, and it is going to play at the end of this episode. 
or you can stream it on Spotify or wherever right now. It's it's really good. We asked Don if we could use it, and he said, of course. Um, but my gut it's tells a, me he specifically wrote it for us to use on the podcast. I think that's what happened. Absolutely, and it's Gone Again by Don Denham and the Cutoffs, um, yes. if you want to search it up on Spotify. Um, I, I put it on my Halloween playlist, and it is not easy to get on my Halloween playlist, okay? It's not... It's not the kind of thing I add just every spooky song or every track on the Friday the 13th soundtrack to, okay? Mm -hmm. But Don Denham and the Cutoffs are on the official Undertaker, I Hardly Know Her playlist. Hell yeah. And I gotta say, good band name. Absolutely. I, I like it. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if you're gifted a last name like Denham, you kind of gotta do something with it. <laughs> Wait, I just got that. Damn Wait, it. really? Oh my god, I just got it. Oh, buddy. No, I'm no, not no. a smart man, Jenny. Greg work the brain work, Johnson. I'm the only one thinking over here. I have a master's degree. Okay, <laughs> but not in puns, I guess. <laughs> Clearly. You think you can learn wit from a textbook? I learned it from the streets. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm, I'm glad to educate you, Denny. Uh, without further ado, let's start the podcast. Cheers. Uh, I'm going to close this over here. All right. Denny, while I was gone, I'm sure there was a lot of things that you were watching. You talked about some of them last week, but um, what else have you been watching since the favorite holiday of the year? Oh man, I uh, I got some good spookies in, um, uh, and some bad spookies. I'll start with a bad. Um, Happy Death Day, the time loop horror. Uh, uh, what's the opposite of a classic? Blunder. Uh, fe <laughs> feature. <laughs> yeah, um, man, I thought this movie fucking sucked. Uh, it was <laughs> it was just really bad. I have a. Uh, I've never seen someone do so little with a time loop premise. Um, and it was uh, self-indulgent and self-congratulatory for the most basic competencies in ways that made me embarrassed for the people involved in the production. Um, this Jeez. movie sucked ass a lot. Um, it's not funny. It's not scary. It's not interesting. Uh, apparently, uh, depending on who you are, this is a hot take. Um, <laughs> I've seen some people who really like Happy Death Day. Um, and to you, I say, God bless you. <laughs> you, you poor sick animals. Because <laughs> this movie boys. blows. Tell us how you real, really feel. Goodness gracious. <laughs> All right, man. I, I, have... I started hating it more because people said I couldn't hate it. I'm guilty <laughs> as charged here. Then I'm going to hate it more. <laughs> That's a mentality I can respect for sure. Uh, I have seen it and I don't feel as strongly as you. I thought it was like decent fun, but like I'm not going to go out and call it good or anything. But... <laughs> It wasn't just like completely unwatchable. There is there is a good your movie sucks uh, video on it. It's very funny. I'm gonna watch that. Um, because you 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 got the same mindset. I'll say that. Like, 
This got under my skin, Greg. This is what makes me hate the movie so much. Mm. Keep Groundhog Day's name out your fucking mouth. How dare you make a meta reference to Groundhog Day? The godfather of the fucking genre. How dare you in such a sloppy, incompetent, student film ass spirit Halloween looking villain effort you weren't a fan of the babies I no because babies aren't scary they're weak <laughs> <laughs> I could easily beat up a baby if it was trying <laughs> to kill me one time a five year old did chase me around a yard with a knife for a long time it was really scary like you kick his ass knife. or what no, uh, well, it was also a beer bottle, too, that he was chasing me with. Um, I was in high school, and I had a white kid afro at the time, and at the end of the ordeal, he said he did it because he hates clowns, and I legitimately feared dismemberment. <laughs> Folks, uh, Denny is now bald, if that's any indication of <laughs> You won, Carson Willis, you won. The fear set in, folks. Like, well, I don't want him to grow up and still be scared and have a bigger knife and chase me. <laughs> you can run faster by now. <laughs> Lest you be confused for a clown again. Um, we cut your hair. Uh, what else did you watch? <laughs> that's, is that all the bad out of the way, or you got more? Yeah, that's all the bad out of the way. Um, okay. I watched, uh, on the night of Friday the 13th, I watched Friday the 13th Part 4, the final chapter um, nice. It is, it is a fun one. We've covered it on this podcast. Uh, check the archives. I think we probably did it in our first Friday the 13th episode. So, bada boom. Um, Sounds like us, yeah. I watched um, a movie I'd only seen once before that I was really happy to revisit, um, Ready or Not. Have you seen Ready or Not, Greg? I have seen it, and I really like it. Yeah, like... That I, movie I, rocks. <laughs> you know, sometimes I see a movie in a manic episode... Um, and it makes me really like it and I also have really bad recency bias to begin with um, and so I can't always trust that movies are as good as I remember them being um, yeah. but this one absolutely like delivered on a second watch uh, Samara Weaving is great um, the mm -hmm. whole movie is it, it's like one of my favorite modern horrors honestly and it, it deserves more uh, notoriety I think yeah I think so that was one that I like I picked it up on sale, like super cheap Blu-ray kind of deal. I was like, I think they had talked about it on We're Watching. And like you had mentioned that it was good. And I was just, I had to check it out for myself. And I was um, very pleasantly surprised. It was really good. Cool mm -hmm. movie. Yep. Um, I also watched um, an all-time favorite movie, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, nice. I I also spent like the next day walking around my yard and listening to the soundtrack. It just it puts me in a mood. It feels special every time. I love that movie. You can hear me talk about how much I love it in our episode from last year on it. Um, and I yeah. also watched uh, uh, another rewatch. I'm trying to hit some A-listers that I don't usually hit. Uh, I watched uh, Ray Bradbury's The Halloween Tree. Have you ever seen it? No, I do love Ray Bradbury, though. I got, like, a bunch of his books back here. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually narrated by him. 
Oh, um, killer. It's that's, pretty that's sweet. Good. Yeah, and he does a great job too. Um Yeah, it's a uh it's a 90s uh made for TV cartoon special. I had it on VHS when I was growing up and I remember uh watching it in the in the kitchen a lot um while we were doing like <laughs> Halloween stuff. Uh we had a kitchen TV. It was dope. Um I feel like that would fit really well for this theme. We could we could have covered it for this theme, I think it sounds like. Oh no, I definitely thought about it as one of my picks. I think if we uh if we have one more, I might have chosen it. It's very jack-o'-lantern centric, um, and uh, yeah, I, I really love it. Uh, I don't think a lot of people have seen it. I think I've I've only seen it because it was one of those VHSs that my family just had, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I watched it a lot, but it's not like a beloved generational classic. It's it's a hidden gem that I highly recommend. Just the art's great the vibe is great the story's great voice acting is great uh definitely check it out do you still have that vhs by any chance or is that still with one of the parents or something my mom got rid of a lot of vhs's in a move one time and uh I, i didn't have the power to stop her i was able to save the ninja turtle toys but uh the vhs's i i had to negotiate (laughs) (laughs) uh fair enough oh well i'm luckily in this brand new digital age we can uh we can find a way to revisit the past is that all the stuff you watch bud uh let me see uh yes yes that is all i watched all right well this was uh yeah this was a long month for us so far i didn't have a whole lot of time to watch anything at all but i did manage to squeeze in a couple movies I like Denny. I stuck with horror movies only. This is spooky stuff. Spooky season. <laughs> On and, the um, baby. You mentioned Happy Death Day, and I seem to remember, and I saw a lot of people post when you posted your review about it. The lead actress being too good for the movie she's in. Basically, hmm. is that which is is that a fair assessment? Do you think she was fine? I didn't have any issues with her performance. Okay. I watched a movie that made me feel the same way. It's the new Amazon Prime movie, Totally Killer, starring Kiernan Shipka. Been on the fence about watching that one. It is... It's a harmless little slasher comedy with, mm-hmm. like, more of a time travel thing, not really a time looping thing. Mm-hmm. They do... Speci- I don't know if it's going to piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> Dying on the hill of the sanctity of the genre of time loop movies. Uh, <laughs> you better believe I am. They do. They do mention Back to the Future in this movie. It's ah, kind of got fine. you know. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I've, 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 Back to the Future has its notable flaws. I, I, I like it for the concept of it more than the the film itself. Okay. The film it represents, yeah. not the film that it is. <laughs> Attaboy. boy. It makes sense. It's it's a fun time. It's a spooky time. I I can't imagine watching this movie in like any other time besides like mid-october is like the time to watch it for sure so put it on this week it's totally fine and like i said lead performance is stellar she's great she's the girl that plays um the newer sabrina the teenage witch but i knew her from i knew her from mad men when she was a child uh that's totally killer and the only other thing i had time to watch watch it the other night uh, I gotta say, another mid-horror movie, I was sad to say. We watched Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Mm. Wasn't a huge fan of it. I think it was 
it was decent fun overall. I really like the ending. But um, <laughs> with, like, it's only 90 minutes, but for the last 30 or so, I just found myself, like, super annoyed with pretty much every character. I didn't, I kind of really lost any care about who lived or died or whatever was going on. I just kind of wanted it to end. But it was mercifully short. And like I said, the ending was satisfying. Glad I finally watched it on the late train over here. 20, yeah, 2022, yeah. I think it was. It came out last year, yeah. Vanessa last and I have been year, yeah. uh, kicking the tires on rewatching it. We meant to do a double feature the night we watched Ready or Not, but we got started too late. Um, I, I liked it a lot, but it's also like, you know, both a love letter to and a deconstruction of the slasher genre, so I think I'm going to like that a little more than you. <laughs> so, Yeah, and I, I got to appreciate that more towards the end, but yeah, it's sitting with these people for that long just wasn't super appealing to me that's okay mm -hmm. though glad i watched it um hey speaking of horror movies from the last year or so you ready to talk about a little film called skin a marink which i don't think we mentioned we were doing yet at all yes <laughs> uh whoops whoopsie daisy we don't we don't mention that it's starting you just notice that your dad's gone and all the doors and windows disappeared and the movie's on <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Skin and Marink, folks. It's uh, like I said, a movie came, that came out last year, 2022. You can watch it on Hulu, and I believe it's also on Shutter. So pretty easy to watch. It's easy to find if you've got a Hulu subscription. I think it might be on Amazon Prime too as well, but I didn't look because why would I? So, whatever. All right, Denny, I'll hit you with the Critiker review of the week for Skin and Marink. And this user gave it a... This is a very polarizing movie. There's a lot of positive and negative reviews on the extreme ends of the spectrum. I found one of the negative ones. This person gave it a 12 out of 100 and simply said, shot entirely by the guy at the very end of the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> that might be my favorite Critiker review of the week yet. Huge pop. Huge pop Hell over yeah. here. <laughs> hey, man, I'm into it. I, I knew you would like that one. I, I knew you would get a kick out of that one. That was, It was like right at the top. I was like, perfect. Love it. Bingo. I don't need to even scroll further. <laughs> this is great. In America, we just say bingo. <laughs> what fun. All right, Denny, what's your relationship with Skin Rink? I know you watched it recently for the first time. Yes. Um, I watched it about three weeks ago uh, with my friends Richard Michael and Albert. Um colleagues in the counseling profession and in front of uh my respected colleagues not really we all just fuck around um <laughs> i uh screamed like a little bitch and was told to stop squeezing my wife's arms so hard uh, like, mm -hmm. it uh it scared the living shit out of me i had to sleep with the light on for several nights and I was very scared of the entity in the movie uh, for like weeks after. I kind of just got over it. And uh, it is the first time since the first episode uh, that I have not rewatched a movie for the podcast. Uh, I thought about doing it. I, I did see it recently and it made a strong impression on me. But I decided I'm not going to watch it again because I'm too scared. All right. Oh, that's good. What, what was the movie you didn't rewatch before? Was that Nomadland? Silence of the Lambs. 
Silence of the Lambs. That's right. That's I right. just went from memory on that one. That's one you, we but, should watch again because that movie rocks. I <laughs> but I don't know if this one even counts because I like watched it three weeks ago. I don't really feel like I skipped a rewatch. That's it, that's recent enough. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, you you finally got over it and uh, yeah. So let's talk about it and really start putting it back in your mind a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My relationship was with it was basically Denny pivoting his choice for movies that we were going to cover for this theme from one movie, uh, Ringu, over to Skin Marink. He was like, it was so good, I think we should cover it. I want to see what you think of Marink. So, Skin him a think. So here's, yeah, I, I, I had heard of it before. I think I saw some like TikTok videos of like people that were talking about it. I didn't really know anything about it. I just knew it was like a scary, low-budget horror movie that came out last year that I didn't watch. But, yeah, I waited for uh, my pal Denny to check it out first for me. So, for, well, I watched it for the first time two days ago. All, all that to say. Yep, yep, yep. I, uh, the host of the party where I watched it, I thanked them for ruining my life and showing mm. me that movie. <laughs> Jesus, man. Um, so I gotta know. Um, I'm always a little nervous when I when I when I throw you one of my weird niche horror movies because I I just never know what the response is gonna be. And this one, I'm probably more nervous than ever because I'm on one end of the polarity. And uh, I think it would make for a great episode if you were like, this is the dumbest thing ever, and we could discuss the opposite ends <laughs> of the polarity. But uh, I certainly hope I haven't given you uh, such a negative viewing experience by <laughs> selecting this movie. But uh, what's what's your uh, what's your general take? I'll I'll preface it by saying a lot of the times for movies like this that are received like this, I should say, movies that are received like this, where there's a large camp on this side saying this is a great movie this is a masterpiece of some kind and then like right over here on this end of the spectrum is hate it boring didn't understand it whatever like there seems to be like not a very populated gap in between the two sides of the argument saying i love this or i hate this and for movies like that i tend to be right in the middle and I think this time I am still right in the middle. I There's so much I appreciated about it, but it was a terrible watching experience for me. <laughs> I didn't enjoy one second of watching this movie. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's extremely impressive. I understand everything they were going for, and I think a lot of it was accomplished just fine. But... I just didn't like being there, basically. <laughs> um, I can dive into it a little bit more, but um, I really didn't want to go into this just saying like, oh, this is just, I, I wasn't bored. I will say that. I wasn't bored. I didn't want to totally commit to the camp of this is a movie where they're just showing walls or darkness, can't see, nothing happens, blah, blah, blah. I didn't want to be, that felt like overly reductive. To what was kind of going on with the movie and like the intention of it so i kind of tried to more i gave it a lot more thought and tried to like put myself in a position to talk about like what i did like about it and what i didn't like about it while not really committing to the 
negativity, I guess. But yeah, overall, there's things I appreciate. I had a bad time. <laughs> understandable, understandable. Because, um, you know, I could see myself hating this movie for so many reasons. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I... Uh, I typically don't like experimental films or art films. I think they're uh, kind of pretentious most of the time. Um, I, I prefer a narrative I can, you know, experience. But <laughs> and, yeah, and I, I know you. I know you lean that way. It's just you like a something more solid you can kind of hold on to. Just like <laughs> I know what's going on, and I'm here following this journey or whatever. So I'm not. I am a little surprised you like it as much as you do, but I'm not surprised that you do like it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think we should give a synopsis for anyone who hasn't seen it and maybe using this podcast to decide if you can. Uh, yeah, you have ten seconds. Go for it. That's all, <clears throat> it's um, all the time it'll take. It's an experimental film uh, that it's not exactly clear what's happening. Uh, cartoons are heavily featured. Um, it's it's basically a stream of consciousness through a child's nightmare. Uh, there's some theories about what that might be that uh, I definitely plan on getting into. I don't know if Greg watched any Skinnamarink Explained videos, uh, but the whole thing is very uh, uh, fuzzy and weird and, uh, depending on who you are, extremely terrifying or extremely stupid and disengaging. Um, uh, Did I synopsisize it well? I think so. Yeah, there's... When it's this unclear about what the narrative actually is, it's kind of hard, hard to, you know, summarize a plot if there hardly is one. It's just we're loosely following two kids whose faces we never really see through what feels like one night, but also several nights of just scary stuff happening to them. And it's very confusing. It's very lo-fi. And... Yeah, that's about it. It all kind of culminates into something, but does it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. hit me with, an, I, I guess I do want to talk about, so are you kind of on the side of thinking that this is a kind of a portrayal of a child's nightmare, or where are you kind of landing on, like, the specifically the dreams and nightmares angle or interpretation to this? Where are you kind of landing with that? So I have a theory that I think tracks the most and a theory that I prefer. And they're not the same theory. <laughs> and I, Yeah, and I don't think they have to be. It's yeah, very open. Yeah. Um, a theory I really like, um, I believe it's uh, like, uh, f- I think it was film theory on YouTube. I don't care enough to check. Um, but, Ouch. Um, Sorry, film theory, maybe. <clears throat> but that's just a misattribution. A film misattribution. <laughs> um <laughs> so um kevin is in a coma after he falls down the stairs um and uh he is in a hospital that they have put a tv playing cartoons in front of him um Mm. his mom uh kills herself in grief um his dad uh stops visiting and that's why he disappears um and the only person who came to see him was his sister who would sit and watch cartoons with him um and uh and eventually even she stops coming uh finally you see a face leaning over him that is a person pulling his life support after uh two years of a torturous existence and a family falling apart 
Um, there's a lot of uh, well-cited evidence for that that I think makes a lot of sense. And um, I don't like to think of the film that way. Um, because yeah, I, I wouldn't either. <laughs> because I think... Uh, I think it is much scarier if this is um, an evil entity, poltergeist, what have you, uh, torturing innocent children for its own pleasure. Um, I think that is sadistic and sick and visceral, and those are the exact feelings I had when I was watching the movie. I didn't feel the grief mm -hmm. and the tragedy um, that uh, I would assume the uh, author would have intended to convey. I felt the disgust and the the terror um and uh, i think i felt that way because i viewed it as uh, some form of uh of shapeless entity um mutilating an innocent child uh and torture and toying with it and just doing it over and over and over again and disassembling him and reassembling him um and uh i think that makes it much scarier and so that's the way i like to think about the movie I think both make sense. I think I'm leaning more towards the second one. And but like the first one you're talking about like the the idea of him of Kevin being in a coma the whole time after falling down the stairs. That that was something I kind of, had kind of forgotten about that they did where he falls down the stairs and it's brought up to the parents by the sister and it's not really like brought up again necessarily. It was just like that's when stuff starts changing. Yeah, and it's like, oh no, no, no! Sorry, the dad is on the phone with his wife. That's how they yeah. talk about the um, the fall down the stairs. So, but even that, I think it's I think it's scarier to think that it was the entity making him sleepwalk and leading him into danger um, than it is to mm -hmm. think of him going in the coma. I do think it, you know, it could definitely track, but uh, that that doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, the house was spooky before the fall, so maybe That's there was true. something at work. <laughs> That's true. This family hates lights. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, yeah, a kind of coma dream, I guess, kind of makes sense. And then what you said about Zach Lucia Paul's comment. I don't... I didn't have dreams like this. When I was a kid and I had a nightmare, it was everything that was like making me scared in the dream was right in front of me basically like i saw jurassic park way too early so i would have dreams that very visible dinosaurs were chasing me or like uh monsters that i saw in movies or whatever i like i could see these things in my dreams and it got to the point where i would like in the dream i would i got i got to the point where i could just like stop myself and say this is a nightmare and I don't want to be in it anymore and I could wake myself up and that was good for the dreaming part but it did like I was awake in the night and I'm in the dark now and I'm staring this movie feels like after I woke up from a nightmare and I'm staring at my closet looking for the thing I just had a dream about inside the closet door that's my exact experience with it. I would say I dreamed like you, except for the learning how to get yourself out of it part. Um, but no, this reminds me of like not being able to sleep. The whole room feels fuzzy. I can faintly hear sounds. Uh, it sounds vaguely scary. And mm -hmm. something just doesn't look right in the closet. You know, like it's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. You know? 
and then you're like, oh, it's just like a white shirt on a hanger. That's not a ghost or whatever. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. But when it's dark enough that, like, that's what I like about the presentation of this movie, that kind of added granular effect in the dark is kind of what you see when you're trying to see in the dark. Like, your eyes are, like, wide yeah. open and you're like, there's not a lot I can see with, but I can make out some sort of pattern or object in the darkness but there is that kind of on the peripheral that kind of grainy weirdness that doesn't exist when all the lights are on basically mm -hmm. so I, I do want to praise the presentation of this movie I feel like it accomplishes an atmosphere that is very terrifying and like comes from a place or it comes from like a visual experience that I think you and I have both had yeah, it uh, it made me feel like I was five years old again, scared mm. in my race car bed, um, <laughs> mm. like wishing. The I go home wrong. to a a big bed with my wife. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just it made me feel like a little boy, scared. I, I was a very scared child. I'm a <laughs> very openly a, a very scared adult, as you can tell from this episode. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I identified with Chucky Finster on Rugrats. I was always the kid being like, that's not such a good idea, guys. No, 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 no. We're going to get in trouble. Please stop. Uh, so I, I, it was basically if everything that my anxious childhood self ever imagined, uh, it would be like if I woke up from the nightmare and it was definitely real in reality. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> like it scared the fuck out of me. Yeah, this this movie uh, on Google said the budget was fifteen thousand dollars. This movie should look a lot worse yeah. than it does. I, I know people are like, "What are you talking about? It looks fucking terrible. Can't see anything." But I feel like there is a lot of intentional um, effect that took a lot of actual work, and especially with the audio. That fifteen thousand dollars, like. I can't imagine how this got done with that. So I'm I'm impressed by the low budget success of this movie. It's this feels like um uh, like a return to a kind of genre that you haven't seen in a long time. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I haven't seen a movie like this in years when you could make like a low budget super low budget um horror movie where the terror comes from an idea more than like something some big spooky scary monster that you have to put a lot of money into either animating or like dressing up or whatever scaring somebody with an idea i think is a lot more effective than you know whatever making annabelle have smoke coming out of its mouth or whatever i haven't seen those movies i don't know what the fuck's going on <laughs> her mouth it was there... so smoky i couldn't i couldn't watch i had to look away from all the smoke in her mouth the nun having spooky makeup uh, costs a lot more money than like a, a white face and shrouded by darkness. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but like um, to your point, uh, a, a way that this movie was described to me at the watch party I was at was um, like if David Lynch directed Poltergeist. Um, and I, I thought that was a very mm -hmm. apt description. Um, and your, your point really made me think of uh, what I... <laughs> was kind of rooting for to win our Halloween night poll poltergeist. Uh, I'm going to watch that mm -hmm. soon anyways, I think. I'm just craving it. Um, that's a movie that 
is is scary because of the concept. Um, even you, you get to see some of the monsters and it gets a little less scary. But like, what's really scary is the invisible threat. You know, I don't know. Have you seen Poltergeist? Yeah, it's been like ten or fifteen years or something. I okay. have seen it before. Yeah. Yeah, it, it like it, I was really scared of it when I was a kid. But I got less scared when I started seeing the monsters. You know, I was like, oh, mm -hmm. whew, that could have been anything. But it was just a, like, skeleton in the mud. Whew, okay, that's not mm -hmm. so bad. <laughs> you know, um, uh, they moved the graves. They didn't move the bodies. Yeah, it's... Uh, Spoiler geist. Sorry. It's, um... Uh, I think this movie is kind of like if poltergeist were scary by today's standards you know um hmm. kind of a similar thing yeah i could have used that little old lady i can't remember her name oh yeah. i have it's exercised the demons <laughs> it's clean she would have done great here that's all i'm saying yeah um one of my notes here just says spooky toilet disappear <laughs> uh I like that part. I just thought that was very funny. There's theories about that. Um, it's either a metaphor for his uh, increasing dependence. Or no, wait. It's just uh, the demon fucking with him. Because, like, a child's worst nightmare is the potty disappearing. Like, that would just torture a child. Mm -hmm. um, or uh, it's also, like, represented as his, like, inability to, like, go to the bathroom on his own if he's in a coma. Um, the the toilet has significant mm -hmm. uh, theoretical implications. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's just what comes off. I'm surprised that something that comes off so maybe not goofy, but a little bit goofy. Oh, like yeah. does have like a a couple of theory, multiple theories attached to it. I just think that's funny. I, I would say that was probably the least scary moment uh, in the movie for me. Um, a little reprieve, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, on that note, were you at any point scared in this movie? Yeah. I think that hit its peak when Kevin went into the parents' bedroom. Mm -hmm. oh. And we're just kind of following him along with, like, talking to dad, look under the bed, and, you know, then talking to mom, and then the demon's talking to mom, and she's repeating what it says. That was freaking me out for sure. Um, I th I think one one thing that absolutely was not scaring me was stuffs on the ceiling. Didn't like that. That's not scary. It's <laughs> stuffs just on the ceiling. It, it's it's part of the build up. You weren't supposed to be scared by that. You were supposed to build your fear with that. I guess, but I I think I was frustrated when it was like. The chair's on the ceiling, but it took me a few seconds to, like, adjust my eyes. Because, oh, that is a chair on the ceiling. Okay. And I wanted to reference Poltergeist specifically, because one of the scariest moments in that, as a scary part as part of the build-up, was when, like, we turn around and all the chairs are, like, on top of the table and, like, yeah. stacked and organized. Mm -hmm. That part freaked me out. That was, like, a genuine scare for me. I, yeah, I liked no, that absolutely. one a lot. But, like... Yeah. This one was, like, reminded me of that, but I couldn't fucking see it. So, <laughs> and I will say, I did watch this movie the way you told me to. Thank you. I had these headphones that I'm using. They have, like, simulated surround sound. They're they're nice. Nice, nice oh, uh, 
nice gaming headphones with surround sound and all that. I had all the lights off and everything. Wasn't even taking notes. I turned off like my other screen basically. Like I was I was dialed in. I was I was not like watching this in the daylight or anything. So I saw it as well as I could. I'll say that. Sweet. Cuz I my my first uh my first reaction when I saw that some people hated this movie, my first explanation of that was they must have like watched it in the afternoon. Um cuz mm-hmm. I I could see this not working for me in the afternoon at all. Um but that, oh, right. yeah. that theory was disproven. I uh I talked to some people and verified that they watched it like in the dark with really good audio and everything and they fucking hated it so that that doesn't check out but that was i was that was my initial uh 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 uh, what am i looking for um explanation of why this is so polarizing yeah yeah and i think that makes sense i i think a lot of people i don't know if there are people that watching it that way would have changed their minds but maybe for some people it would have like slightly improved in a, their appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. I think it that helped me at least improve my appreciation for it because I haven't sounded all that negative yet, but I did absolutely not enjoy watching this movie at all. Yeah. Uh, I, I was having a really bad time. You didn't tell me anything about it, and I, I'm glad for that, by the way. I didn't look up anything about it. I think the plot summary was just like, kids wake up and the doors and the windows disappeared. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know what kind of movie it was, what kind of scares we're going to... Like, what kind of horror movie it was. I just... I knew the budget and, like, a little bit of the plot, basically. And, like, someone had mentioned there were cartoons. So I was, like, on edge, like, okay, like, are we doing... Are we just building up to some jump scares? And the answer is yes, but not really. They're not in the places you would expect. I don't know. I think I think my main takeaway is just like it's a really well done thing of an experience I don't want to be a part of. I I didn't want to be there. It successfully went to a place that I didn't like. So why would I ever want to hop on board, I guess? That's my exact review of Oppenheimer. Like, I, I get what you're saying. Like, <laughs> I, I gave it a high score because I had respect for what was done, but I was like, it's just super not my thing. Like, if I'm not this guy. If I was, I'd love this, but I don't. Bored. <laughs> <laughs> Rex, asking for a lot more time there, I guess. But uh, I, I love that movie. So anyways, um... I didn't appreciate that the toy phone ringing super loud is trying to rip off of No Country for Old Men. <laughs> I wasn't falling for it. I wasn't falling for it. So that was the part where I screamed. Mmm. I knew it was going to ring. I didn't know when, but like, you know, it's going to ring, of course. I know the the ringing or seeing its eyes in the darkness. Wait, the eyes in the darkness after the uh, after the fake out phone call? Yeah, you like... They were like turning the flashlight on and off, mm-hmm. I think, right? If I remember this right. And then, like, you see the pair of eyes on that little toy phone in the darkness, and then the flashlight turns on and you see it. And yeah. I think after a while it does ring or whatever. Spooky. Whew. That phone scares me. 
Mm-hmm. I definitely well, had that phone in childhood, that exact phone. That phone, I think it was a bad guy in Toy Story 3 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of softened the blow for me a little bit. Oh, yeah, I think it had an Italian accent, too. I think that's why you're so afraid of it, because Denny hates Italians. What? What? I love their Alfredo sauce. <laughs> oh, okay. Easy there, racist. All right, so... <laughs> that's what I get at the... Italian restaurants. <laughs> what else you got? Hit me with another note, Denny. What else you got? Um, why is the movie called Skin and Marink, Greg? What say you? Hmm. I assume that's the demon's name, because the movie ends with, you know, the demon telling Kevin, sleep, and we ask it, what's your name, and we don't get an answer, and then the movie just ends, so I thought that was just the name of the demon, or whatever the force is that's terrorizing this kid. That is uh, also the conclusion I came to, and the conclusion that I really like, that super duper works for me. Um, there's something inherently scary about that to me. Um, the coma theory explains it with, it is the artist's intent in this whole movie to show um, how terrifying innocent childhood things can be. Like that we dress up childhood like it's something magical, but really there's tragedy everywhere. Um, and that's why you would call it skin-a-marink-a-dink-a-dink, skin-a-marink-a-doo. Mm -hmm. I love you. And it's about a boy dying while his family falls apart. Mm-hmm. I, I <laughs> think like that fits with the Kind of like a toy phone scaring the fuck out of you. You know, like that, that <laughs> kind of contrast. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it presents itself more than a few times. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I like to think of it as uh, the entity's name. I really do. Um, that, that, that works. That scares me. It just made the most sense to me, and I think it, it could work both ways, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, it, the entity itself, it kind of reminded me of the scene in The Vich, the Vavitch, mm -hmm. where uh, Black Phillip is talking to Anya Taylor-Joy, mm -hmm. and it doesn't sound like we're listening to what she's hearing. It sounds like Black Phillip is like in her head. Yeah, yeah. Just like putting the words in her, in her mind. That's mm -hmm. what the even though it is more muffled and maybe sounds like it's coming from somewhere it feels like it's being spoken into minds rather than like out loud mm -hmm. if that makes any sense no absolutely so. and i uh when i watched this the surround sound speaker was right behind my head so it was like having this movie whispered in my ear um, it was so scary it was like the entity spoke it into my mind directly well, that's just got to be terrifying, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did you think of the jump scares in this movie? I know there weren't, like, a lot, but mm -hmm. I I am very anti-jump scare. I, I just too. think it's... I, I, I've... Mo a lot of movies do them a lot worse, or a lot more annoyingly. Yes. But I think... There's good ways and bad ways to do them. I think this movie did them fine, but it's still like the the con the very concept of them just like irks me. I just mm -hmm. I don't like them at all. So, do, do you kind of feel the same way or what? Well, so 
I have a rule about jump scares of what I'll let you get away with. Um, mm. If you jump scare me with a sound that the characters hear, um, then I'll let that be scary. Um, if you do it with a soundtrack, you know, like if you, if, yeah. if that's the jump scare, fuck you. Um, but if the characters can hear the sound um, that it makes for the audience, yeah. I'll, 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 uh, because because it, it scared the characters. We're supposed to see ourselves through the characters. That was a good way of 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 conveying their fear. You, you know, you, you, yeah. just, you see the standard. Um, this movie definitely it, doesn't follow uh, that. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll say this: um, the the two jump scares that stand out to me. Um, one is uh, uh, Kaylee. Is it, what's what's the older sister? Yeah, name? I think it's Kaylee. Kaylee? Kevin and Kaylee. Kaylee didn't listen, so I took away her mouth. Um, and then it just shows you a very uh, The Ring-esque shot of her face all kind of like mutilated um, and blurred. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was cheap. Um, did it work on me? Absolutely. I was very scared. Um, but even while I was scared, I was like, that was a cheap way to scare me. You did it. Like, yeah. like it's like... Yeah, easy way to hurt me is kick me in the balls. I don't know if I'm like proud of you for yeah. you know like for proving that. Like, it's effective, <laughs> right? It's it's an easy button to push and one that you can't exactly like give praise for them pushing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. basically. So, yeah. yeah. Um the other that stood out is the uh the phone, the phone jump scare that has been previously discussed. Um They both scared me so bad. You know, that I, I have to give them that. Um, I think I could have... I, I, I could have respected the phone if it was the only one. You know, if that was, like, the one time yeah. in the whole movie they did it. Um, I think I, I, I could have respected it a little bit more. Um, I, I'm still terrified of it. Uh, and I, I do think it's very well done. Uh, but, you know, I... I jump scares are cheap so i'd expect a little more from a movie this creative i I might say okay no i i buy that for sure um i think i'm landing on the same side of the fence as you all right um i don't really have any other notes i kind of want i because i i know what score you gave it i kind of want to hear what you have to say about either the experience or like other things that you might have appreciated about the movie mm. and i can yeah mm. i'll hype you up a little bit i guess but i'm, I'm probably not going to agree with you on everything but uh i'm kind of curious if you have any more like big statements on the movie um there's a very sinister vibe to the movie and i'm not talking about the fucking sinister franchise when i say that um but um, mm-hmm. I mean it in a very literal term. It's it's very sinister. Um, but to me, the entity is is very cruel, um, uh, very very evil. Um, and it, it kind of struck me that um, I think we we as a culture, at least in younger people, have kind of moved on from the idea of like inherent forces of good and evil in the universe you know that that's not really something people believe in anymore um 
at least not widely. Um, you know, mm-hmm. like Lord of the Rings wouldn't be written today. Um, mm-hmm. No one would relate to like Frodo having to fight for the concept of good. You know, like that's not mm-hmm. something the Zoomers get. You know, right. like, and like evil being mm-hmm. something you can beat. It's yeah, the, yeah. The the narrative that seems to be more well received or like explored more often at least in cinema is like this idea of like a duality of just like yeah they're good but there's also like a dark side to everyone basically it's 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 less good versus bad it's overcoming your own bad to achieve some sort of good mm-hmm. that kind of thing yeah and that's that's kind of the trend i guess i've noticed so i think you're right about that yeah um so it, it's like interesting to me that a, a movie would be in, in modern times uh about a force of evil uh a, mm-hmm. a force that's just so bad you know like uh part of if uh, something i like about the uh the it's it's just a straightforward ghost demon fucking with him theory is um that like the cartoon and the replaying of the blood splattering uh kind mm-hmm. of implies that he's like disassembling and reassembling this child over and over and over again and just reliving the harming of this child for pleasure because it likes doing it um Mm -hmm. it's so fucking dark and evil and sinister and that's such a that's such not a reflection of modern cultural fears um and maybe that lends credence to the coma theory um but uh for me it was it was interesting that you could scare me with something that i don't really believe in you know like i don't believe in evil demons i don't believe in ghosts um that was ooh, that's what we should do holy shit how have we not talked about this oh i should have led with this i'm sorry um I'm i forgive a- you <laughs> i'm gonna ask you the question uh that i asked immediately after this movie was over before i was willing to discuss it with anyone because i needed to know where they stood greg okay Mm. Do, do you believe in ghosts? I don't know. Every, everything that's been, like, in my head or, like, taught since I was, you know, basically raised and everything would say no. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I don't... I either don't think about it enough... Or I don't see enough in my own life to really make an informed decision on like what I believe and what I don't believe. Basically, I I don't I don't know. I think some stuff is unknowable. I'll if I have to say like if I do or don't believe, I guess I say it, when it comes to like the supernatural, I think there is stuff that we don't understand. Mm-hmm ghosts as we know them or like as they're like commonly thought of or portrayed maybe not but I'm not excluding the idea that like those forces can't exist or whatever Mm -hmm. okay okay so I'll I'll state my stance as well I'm just dancing around picking any kind of side yeah yeah very uh uh, very similar stance on the movie as a whole as you as you have towards Mm -hmm. ghost as a concept um diplomatically I participated in the discussion (laughs) (laughs) so 
I I have this weird mix of uh, of being pretty skeptical as a person, um, but also being really fine admitting I don't know things. Um, you know, mm-hmm. like. Uh, how did the universe get here? I don't know. I think I'm going to die without an answer to that question. I don't know where it came from. Uh, yeah, and it's not going to keep me up at night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really, it, like, it's, unless, it just doesn't impact my life in any way. I'm in it, and it works the way it works, and we know what we know about it. So that's all I get. So I, I have yeah. that. I'm, I'm not a better or worse person because my mind is occupied with things in front of me. Yeah. I guess, right? basically. I, I don't think it... It's like a statement on my intellect or um, my view of life. I don't think... <laughs> I would say it's a negative thing to be more concerned with the things that are in front of me, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I gotta agree with you there. Um, but I also, like... <laughs> I've quite frankly in my life been uh, uh, very burnt by spirituality um, and I I really need a lot of evidence to say I believe in something right um, mm-hmm. so I, I'm fine taking a, a very agnostic stance on most issues uh, but if you want me to actively take a stance you gotta provide me evidence as to why I'm doing that um, so I would describe myself as ghost curious. Um, I, <laughs> I, I have a, I have right. a real wild hair in me that just wants ghosts to be real because that sounds cool. You know, like just I'm like, I would love it if uh, if there was that element of mysticism in the universe. I would love it if I could believe we were interacting with something supernatural every now and again. That sounds like really cool uh and also potentially scary um and i just don't see a lot of evidence that that's the case but i'd i'm I'm very open to evidence that that's the case you know like i Mm am very open to that and uh i i know people i respect that i don't think are irrational people or attention-seeking people that will tell you they've had encounters with ghosts you know like and so I don't want to say that they're idiots, right? You know, like, I respect those people. Mm-hmm. They, they're not unreliable, so I don't know, man. But uh, I, I, I'm just interested in how... Like, because, like, I think the reason the exorcist scared boomers so bad is because they believed Catholicism is real. Um, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like they... They very much believed, like, a demon could possess their child and a priest would have to come fight it, you know? Like, that was mm-hmm. that was something that most boomers believed. Um, and so The Exorcist was terrifying to them on a level that, uh, you know, uh, the Wolfman wasn't, you know? Because <laughs> they didn't actually think that could ever happen. Um, and so I just wonder how much your belief that something like this could happen to you, like, you could just hear the voice of the entity while you're falling asleep at night and it would start talking to you uh how does that impact your view of this movie as something scary like here what do you mean like hearing the voice repeat the question i guess like i mean mean to me i'm like the movie is scarier if you think you could be contacted by a demon in a similar way okay to this movie right like in the same way that the exorcist is scarier if you believe demons possess children and priests have to fight them. Yeah. 
I guess so. It, yeah, if it's something you just absolutely are out on, like, it, like if you're somebody that grew up zero um, influence on this sort of subject matter, I see that I could see this being like boring, basically. But if it's something that like you ha grew up having an an ingrained fear of, then maybe you're more willing to buy into the idea that there could be not an evil dead or exorcist kind of demon but one that like you never really see and that's exclusively there to inflict torment on you yeah i think i don't think the movie's specifically trying to play on that sort of mindset or the mindset of somebody with that um upbringing but i think it is more effective for those that are part of that kind of uh, upbringing, I guess. Sure. Fuck. I, I definitely yeah. am scared of this. <laughs> like, I'm just like, uh, do do I think this could happen? No, absolutely not. Like, but I can't calm myself down from the fear of the possibility. You know, like, what if I was just up against something I didn't fucking understand and it just wanted to torture me? Yeah, I think it's something that you and I have probably like thought of or thought about at some point, but like a movie putting it on the screen and putting like a voice to a fear that you didn't realize maybe like was put in your head at some point is working on you a lot better than you thought it would. Yes, I think that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, I was having trouble finding the words. Yeah, that's why I'm here, buddy. Thanks. I've got my flashlight on, I got my little camera, and I'm looking around for the words to put in your mouth. <laughs> Put the words in your mouth. All right, uh, Denny. Um, how else are you feeling? How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm good. You, you seem tense. You oh, seem tense. I'm calm. You're getting scared all over again. I, I'm okay. So I'm getting really scared over here, to be honest. Yeah, I. I, I, I it's I like when we talked about to... Hereditary, and I got too scared, so I ended the episode. <laughs> It's partially my fault because it kept going in your ears and you're <gasps> not happy about Why that. Why did you just do that? I told you I was already scared. I'm just giving an example, buddy. I'm just I'm just saying what happened. I'm not the big scaredy cat. Deep breaths, buddy. Deep breaths. Sorry, Danny. Alright. Um, any final notes on Skinnamarink getting? I'm a therapist, not a scaredipist. Mm. I'm, I'm a big brave dog. <laughs> final notes on Skinnamarink. Uh, final question: uh, What did you think of the use of the cartoons? I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was a jump care. <laughs> you got me. I I don't know. It's simultaneous because they put it in the intro credits, right? Like these cartoons do not have copyrights, so therefore we can use them. So part of it felt like it's it's low budget enough that it's like we got to put something like I want to use a TV and show like kids programs on the television so i'm going to use these old cartoons that don't have 
copyrights basically Mm -hmm. it felt like that kind of stuck in my head like like that we just didn't have another option Mm -hmm. of what to show but that part where like we kept looping the like i think it was like a rabbit or something that like does the magic trick where he like shrinks himself yeah and then like disappears Mm -hmm. and that part keeps looping and that's the only part where like it felt like the entity or the force is like communicating to the kids like what's going to happen basically yeah, you're, yeah. you're talking about like that repeated torture or like disassembling and reassembling that felt kind of like a foreshadowing yeah in in that scene but other than that it just i don't know that kind of stuff isn't like it doesn't make me feel any kind of way not i'm not creeped out by it i'm not like nostalgic i'm not comforted by it it's just kind of like on and just kind of there which is what it started to feel like in the movie where it was just like are the kids even watching this do they care that it's on do they even know what's happening because it's just like to me it just it generated nothing for me and it seemed like it generated nothing for the characters and it's yeah that's i that's why i say i don't care because it didn't feel consequential except for like that one little bit i was talking about was i supposed to get more out of those i feel like i'm being a little overly simplistic with it no no i um i think first of all i was a much more anxious child than you um so i was generally scared at night alone um i think also uh your parents uh did not uh use the television to raise you as much as mine did so i have a lot of memories of being awake late at night alone and feeling scared and watching weird old cartoons late late at night on tv back in the Mm. days of cable when they would like channels would air weird stuff overnight um and uh yeah yeah so i have a lot of memories that kind of mirrored that um and so I think that was part of the, like, it made me feel like I was five years old and scared again. You know, like a scared five-year-old again. And maybe okay. maybe you maybe you never were that scared five-year-old, so you can't feel like you're him again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That does make a lot of sense. Um, I would watch, like... Like, we had VHSs of older cartoons, like, really old... Um, like Disney cartoons and like I think at the beginning of the movie they're playing uh some Babar movies on there like we had we had some Babar movies um yeah like so it's stuff that I watched but it's I didn't have like a TV in my room or anything so it was mm-hmm. just like the light the lights are out go to sleep like I didn't have anything to watch or anything it was just like okay time to go to sleep I guess so wasn't wasn't a part of it for me maybe that's why i'm kind of landing on the side of not really feeling any kind of way about it tvs were everywhere for me i i said earlier in this episode i would watch uh, the halloween tree on the kitchen tv um and Mm -hmm. as i heard it i was like when's the last time i heard of a kitchen tv (laughs) kitchen tv i didn't realize you guys were fucking billionaires okay (laughs) 
Um, but uh, it's actually honestly one of the things I love about my childhood. In two weeks, I'm getting a Raised by TV tattoo. Um, I oh yes, I have nice. <laughs> um, killer. Some of my happiest, most wonderful memories of uh, a childhood that ended up making a lot of therapists a lot of money um, were, were watching TV. Those, those were some of the best parts. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but TV could also be turned against me because it was really easy to scare me. <laughs> and we're doing it again in the year 2023. <sighs> I'm so fucking scared right now. Man, it's fucking ruined. I just got over this movie. <laughs> I won't remind you about the old cartoons or anything anymore. I promise you. I will not try to scare you. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe. What else you got then? Is that is that kind of your yeah. last major thing? I feel like the I cartoons have... were a major thing. Yeah, yeah. like they, I don't know. I was able. The cartoons just kind of like sedated me into the mood of the movie and they i just know they bothered a lot of people um and took people out of it but it didn't for me um i mean i have no notes on this movie i watched it not intending to discuss it on the show i just realized i'm gonna have to call my gimmicks in the ring uh because oh boy <laughs> i'll think of something uh yeah I, I don't have notes i don't i don't have anything you know like i'm just going from memory here uh terrible terrible horrible awful uh gut-wrenchingly scary memory yeah that makes sense i was in the same boat um but i view those feelings as negative unlike you i guess so whatever uh i think when you are as anxious as me this adds like a thrill an element of thrill to the constant discomfort um so i guess in that way it's i thought it was interesting uh, to feel this mm -hmm. way um, so i don't know um honestly i don't really like being scared uh i like to watch movies with horror tropes and every so often i get a little more than i bargained for it's more what yeah. happens um, <laughs> Sounds like that's exactly what happened here. Dan. Yes. I was not expecting to have this kind of reaction to the movie when I went to see it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad you did. Sounds like you're glad you did. Yes. But I'm not glad I had any sort of experience with it, Denny. Um, I guess we can jump into some gimmicks now if you're ready. Sure. All right, Denny. Uh, I'll give my handful of pumpkin guts because it sounds like you do not have one. That is our gimmick of the week. Yes. Uh, our favorite handful of pumpkin guts for movies for when you're lighting the jack-o'-lanterns. Mine is, of course, the shrouded face at the very end of the movie. Super unsettling. I like that we don't get a jump scare in that moment. Mm -hmm. I, I like that we're... It feels like a culmination of like what they were going for the whole movie was just like a an uneasy shrouded image, an idea of something, and the most you see of it you still don't really see. Yeah. So I I thought it was effective. It didn't even fully put a a face to the terror that we were receiving, mm -hmm. but it did let us acknowledge like it is a thing. Yeah. So, Whew. that's what got me. That face. I keep seeing it peeking over my shoulder. It's fucking scaring me. Um, 
I'll go with uh, uh, put the knife in your eye. Um, that was uh, a very, very gross moment in the movie for me. A very gross and scary moment, like a handful of pumpkin guts. Um, mm. Imagining a five-year-old piercing his own eyeball with a knife uh, really gave me the heebie-jeebies. Uh, gross. <laughs> Nasty. Gross. Yeah. I like that one. Um, speaking of which, for favorite lines, I had put the knife in your eye as a runner-up. Nice. Um, I thought that was extra spooky, but my favorite line from the scene we talked about a little bit where Kevin goes into Mom and Dad's bedroom, Dad says, look under the bed, we look under the bed, and the kid says, I can't see anything. Yeah, fucking same here, buddy. <laughs> I can't see shit in this movie. <laughs> Not a lot of lines to work with, so yeah, I'm not sure if you even have one in on, in mind. Oh, I, I was thinking I got one. Um, I'll go with uh, a line that really was very unsettling to me. It's uh, after uh, after Kevin thinks he is on the phone with 911. He thinks he finally got the phone to work and someone's gonna come help him. Uh, the the entity reveals that. Uh, it was just the entity fucking with him. He wasn't talking to anyone. It was just a toy phone. Um, and a, mm -hmm. a, a line that just haunts my dreams um, is when Kevin goes, how'd you do that? And uh, the entity says, I can do anything. Um, it just really <laughs> fucked with me because it was that moment when I realized how truly powerless Kevin was, um, that, that he was not going to get out of this. Um, mm -hmm. that the only hope had just been snuffed out um, and like he was a mouse in the hands of a tiger and any thought he had at living was just being toyed with you know like this whole movie was just him being toyed with there was never a way out um, mm -hmm. oh man I, that feeling of helplessness uh, not not a feeling I was unfamiliar with in childhood Um Oh man, I don't like this. What's in the show? <laughs> I'm gonna go All eat right. something. <laughs> let's let's end it with the uh, the final gimmick, Denny. What did you rate it on Critiker? What is your score for the film? I gave it a fifty out of fifty, a perfect score. Um, my justification my justification in this was uh, it is a horror movie, and how could I not give a horror movie that scared me this badly a perfect score? Because whatever it did, it did better than pretty much any other horror movie has ever done it. Yeah. I, I know you grade by genre, so I was going to ask what genre you put this horror, one in. So horror. just general horror. Yeah. This is a movie that scared the bejesus out of you. Yeah. I was trying to. So. Yep. Good job. This scared me way more than Hereditary, and that's the only movie that, like, truly fucked with me in my adult life. Mm-hmm. God, that movie's so cool. Yeah. I want to watch it again. Um, yeah, this, like I said, I found myself kind of in the middle, not really, uh, falling, landing in either of the two camps of loving it or hating it. I am glad this, I appreciate a lot about this movie and I'm glad it exists, but I'm not glad that I watched it. So as I'm in the middle, I'm giving it a dead mid score of 20 out of 40. I'm exactly in the middle on it. 
I feel like that's uh, fair-ish for how I felt. I mean, a lot of people... <laughs> I saw a lot of dark red on Critiker and a lot of, you know, high scores and low scores. I, I, I just... I really tried to push myself to give, like, a critical eye and at least try to praise the movie for what it did, but, like, it, enjoying the movie is part of my score, basically. I just, I didn't enjoy yeah, that's very fair. a second of it. <laughs> I, I, so. I think people come to us for our reasonable takes, Greg. That and our current events discourse, but also our reasonable takes, mm. and you've provided yet another reasonable one. We didn't do any current events this episode. Damn it. It's because we did a movie that's less than 20 years old. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> like, we've covered the first three Halloween movies on this podcast. Like, <laughs> we we put aside uh, other movies from more recent so we could talk about uh, demons from '85. <laughs> I gotta say, man, this is this has been a shitty October for me. Oh, just like buddy. everything that's going on, notwithstanding, it's just like my movie watching specifically has been a bunch of movies that I've given like low twenties scores to, and then like theater camp. And (laughs) (laughs) since we started this theme, the only non horror movies I've watched are wild at heart and theater camp. And Hey, I had a really good time with both of those movies. So (laughs) whatever, everything else has been kind of on the low side of things. So, we're, uh, we're, Maybe we'll turn it around next week. We're having a bit of a, 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 a rough October here in the Taylor house, too. You know, like, it's just, it's a difficult season, and I think we gotta watch good movies to cheer us up. You know, that's, the, like, at least the hmm. movies are good, right? And if you're having a harder spooky season, I say you fucking rally with us here at Movies for Win, because it's not over yet. It's not over yet. The Great Pumpkin might come. Oh, bad example. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on, let's 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 make it our spooky season, huh? Huh? That's right. Huh? How about it, guys? Evil dies uh, tonight. Evil yeah. dies tonight. <laughs> Evil dies tonight. Uh, Did I ruin I'm it? I'm glad again? we covered the. F- yeah, we're not doing that <laughs> shit again. I'm glad we covered the first three Halloween movies instead of the last three, because I think I would have not made it through Halloween. <laughs> the holiday. <sighs> no, God, we we, da- we haven't done that because we love ourselves, Greg. We love ourselves. We do love ourselves. Um, yeah, I'll probably watch like uh, a known favorite, something to kind of lift my spirits a little bit. But um, next week, we do have to watch a movie... To close out the uh, holiday spooky season. Oh wait, we but we just finished a theme too. We got to do. Oh, we did finish. What's a the theme. best movie for when you're lighting jack o' lanterns? The best movie for when you're lighting jack o' lanterns. I hadn't thought about a winner for this one, but when I picture myself, you know, we we're we're carving the pumpkin. So like one of the gimmicks was scooping the guts out of the mm-hmm. pumpkin. I I think while that's going on, you're kind of prepping for spooky season. I kind of want to go with demons. Yeah. That's where I'm kind of landing on this one. It's it's like a zombie movie, even though they're not zombies. It's like a slasher movie, but with like a monster twist. It's 80s as hell. It's got the cool soundtrack. It's got a lot of 
um, practical gore and all this good stuff. I, I think I got to give it to Demons, even though it was one of the lower rated <laughs> of the movies we covered. <laughs> Something about it, man. This just, I think it fit the vibe better than everything else. Yeah. As much as I like Ghostbusters, I think when you're lighting jack-o'-lanterns, though, um, putting demons on is guaranteed to enhance the experience. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, and I did want to say, my inclusion of Skinamarink in this, I wanted to give it like a little bit of an asterisk and say, this is a great movie for when the jack-o'-lanterns are lit. Um, if, the only, okay. if the only lights you had on in your house were your jack-o'-lanterns, I think that would be a great way to watch Skinamarink. Um, but... That's that's why we did it last. Yeah, that tracks. That was planned. Yeah, sure. Yeah, good on us. Um, sure. Yeah, but I, uh, you know, I think, I think a lot of casuals would say Ghostbusters, and I could see why. Hmm. It's a it's a fun movie. It's a spooky movie. You don't really need to pay attention to it. Uh, everyone except Greg has seen it a lot. Um, but even yeah, if you have an Arthur, you, you could miss parts. You know, like there's parts of Ghost. I, I could probably cut down 15 minutes of Ghostbusters if I tried. Um, you know, like I, uh, I could see why you'd pick it. But I just think real fans would choose Demons, and I'm a real fan. Hell yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters is the best movie we covered, though. So there you have it. Did it, did it. Oh, that's the theme song. All right, so... <laughs> did you really not get that? No, I did. Oh, okay. All right, so... <laughs> all right, so our poll winner next week, uh, we're done with this theme. We've lit all our jack-o'-lanterns. There's one thing left to do, and it's to actually celebrate Halloween, the reason for the spooky season. So movies... For when it's Halloween 3. This is our third Halloween episode. How about that, folks? The winner of our poll is going to be, or it already is, The House of the Devil. Woo! I'm really excited for this. I uh, I commented that uh, uh, I was... I was low-key hoping it would pull off the Dark Horse win, and I thought it had no chance of doing that up against giants like The Shining and The Exorcist. I... I thought mm-hmm. there was no way House of the Devil wins the poll. Uh, I'm very pleased that it did. Yeah, me too. And uh, I haven't seen it, period. So I'm stoked. Cool. Let's do this, man. Cool. I'm excited for the movie. I'm excited for the episode. I'm excited for Halloween. And I'm excited to hear, of course, the Don Denim and the Cutoffs hit track gone again, right? It is gone again. Yes. Okay, I'm excited to hear that. But first, Denny, before we hear it, we got to hear the catchphrase. Hit it, buddy. For Greg work, the put the knife in your eye, Johnson. I'm Denny, the look under the bed tailor. And this has been Movies for When? Fuck. Spookies for When? We already scared you in. But you know what we didn't scare you? What's my gun again? <laughs>